Welcome to the Power of a Woman podcast. This podcast is centered around helping you reclaim and finding yourself as a woman, connecting with how you want to feel in your life and body, and changing the narrative on not only how we approach health for women, but also how we treat ourselves and the stories that we tell ourselves. I'm so grateful you're here. Let's dive in. Hello. Welcome back. I hope your July is going great. And I want to chat with you one-on-one today. If you didn't notice, we have two podcasts now. We have The Powerful Woman, where it's really going to be more of our interview style podcast episodes, listening to me one-on-one, a little bit of a preview to some of our family meetings that happen within our community. That is where you can find a lot on The Powerful Woman podcast. In the Functionally Nourished podcast, which is our subscription-based podcast courses, these dive a lot deeper and they are courses. So currently we are in our pre-postnatal course, but the rest of the courses we have going through the year of 2023 and into 2024 is going to be menopause, gut health, weight loss specific and into hormones specifically as well, and how all of those things could be playing a role into how you're feeling. So the reason we rolled out these courses is because one, we wanted courses to be something that is more accessible to people. Um, We want it to be somewhere that you can listen and consume the information, whether you are driving, cleaning your home, taking the kids somewhere, whatever it is. It's for the busy woman who still wants to prioritize her health but needs the flexibility in being able to do so. So that is what the courses are really meant for. Also, we wanted an option for someone who's maybe not ready to work with us one-on-one or doesn't need to work with us one-on-one, but really just wants to consume some more information that is deeper than just a general podcast. The things I find in a lot of podcasts that are health-focused is they're not going topic-specific for giving you deeper information. It's maybe just brushing the surface. And these courses are going to dive into all the things that can impact those areas over a several um, session series. That is a very digestible way of consuming the information and ultimately making it easier for you to to get support. And if the course is not for you and you're ready for more one-on-one and you've consumed all the information, you just need support taking action, then working with us one-on-one and listening to today's episode is going to be perfect for you. So we're going to talk a lot today about things that, you know, in 16 years of working with clients that I see frequently. And a lot of times, you know, when you're scrolling social media, you're talking to people who have done certain things, et cetera. We're always looking for like, what's the shiny thing, right? What is the answer? What's that thing that's going to give me what I've been looking for? Like, what's that thing I'm missing? Because I'm feeling stuck. And when I'm feeling stuck, there's got to be this like miracle solution, right? There's got to be this like, package it all up in a box and give it to me. And that's the answer that I've been looking for. And too often we're waiting for that. We're waiting for it when really the answer is literally like right under our nose. And oftentimes when we start working with someone, when we work with a client, we're not just addressing nutrition. We are addressing nutrition a lot, but we're also addressing everything that influences nutrition. Because a lot of times we think that the nutrition is the answer. It's the shiny packaged thing. It's the pretty bow that we need, but it's really what we want. It's not what we necessarily need. We definitely could probably use some individual focuses in there. 
What we need is to probably address why we got to where we are in the first place. And that is often the most uncomfortable part of working through things because we don't want to address it. But the first four to six weeks of doing something, we can scoot by without having to address it because anybody can follow something for 30, 45 days and and power themselves through. But when things really start to get uncomfortable is when we hit around that six-week marker. This is why if you've ever done like 12-week challenges or things like that, you do really good in the beginning, but then midway through, you start to fall off. Habits start to creep in, things start to shift. And there's a few things that we see come up. We either blame situations, we blame people, we blame circumstances, but we're usually not looking at what within this is in my control or what within this was my habit that contributed to this. And some of the biggest things that can come up is overwhelm too, because what we're trying to do is we're sitting in this place of being stuck with the way that we used to do things and also trying to adapt to the way that we need to do things to feel the way that we want to feel. It can almost be uncomfortable and as weird as it can sound, safer to our brain to stay in the way that we used to do things, even if the way that we used to do things is not serving us for a healthy purpose. If you've developed a a habit of overwhelm, for example, you feel safer being overwhelmed. So if you are someone who is always used to being overwhelmed and always used to going from point A to point B to point C and you're you know rushing to work and then you're taking the kids here and then you're hurrying home for dinner and then you're grabbing something on the way. And if you're living in that place, you feel safe in that place because it's all you've known and it's what you've lived in for a long period of time. And when we realize that living in that place or if we realize that living in that place has developed us to feel the way that we're feeling digestively, hormonally, physically, the 10 to 15 pounds that we put on and didn't realize, whatever it is, it's going to be very uncomfortable to have to address the state of dysfunction that we've been living in or state of dysregulation because we're so used to it we're easily going to go to, but there's nothing in there that I can give up. I can't do this. I can't do that because it feels safer to stay there. If time capacity makes you feel safe because you're always overstuffing your calendar, then all you have done is taught your brain that busy is safe. And when you don't feel busy, when you actually have time to like cook a meal or you actually have time to sit down in the afternoon with nothing on a calendar, it's going to feel really uncomfortable. And that's oftentimes where we see people binging a bag of chips or eating something that's in the fridge or binging TV shows and scrolling social media because you don't know how to sit with yourself. You're so used to living in this place of nervous system dysregulation that you don't know what to do when you're not in it because it feels really uncomfortable. And this often comes up around that six-ish week timeframe. It can vary from person to person. But this is usually when we want to quit because quitting starts to be a comfort. And it's not that you want to quit or you like quitting, but you're going to start to tell yourself stories like, well, this isn't working. Or I can't do that. Or I can't do this. Or that's not possible for me. 
We're going to start to convince ourselves that our circumstances make it impossible for us to feel the way that we want to feel. And the reason that Sally from down the road feels the way that she wants to feel is because she's lucky. Or she just has some perfect life scenario where she's able to feel that way. And we're going to start to discount the work that other people put in behind the scenes to justify us not wanting to feel uncomfortable and not do the work. The emotional state that we're in most of the time is our comfort zone. And if you don't know what that is, then check what your reactionary emotion is when you feel alone, frustrated, uncomfortable. So if you choose to quit whenever you're feeling that way, that's what you're doing as a reaction to feeling uncomfort or needing to address certain habits. Quitting can be your comfort or as other people would call it, like self-abandonment. You self-abandon because you feel uncomfortable. So you quit and you're going to blame your schedule, your circumstances, et cetera, because you think that you're the only one. And the reality is when people are posting their you know, testimonials and, oh, look what I did in this time frame, et cetera, they're not sharing their behind the scenes. You're not seeing all the uncomfortable moments that they had to move themselves through and that they chose not to quit in that time. And it doesn't mean that they did it perfectly. In fact, most of the time they don't. But what it does mean is that they chose to ask the question of how can I make this work? How can I do this? And how does this need to work for me individually in my life, my circumstances, etc.? You know, we sometimes get into things and let's say, you know, we're buying all the like little discounting programs and stuff. They're easy because they're cheap and we purchase them. And we they say that we're going to consume the information, but our habits usually get in the way of us actually consuming the information, right? So that's one sign that we probably need to shift the way that we're doing stuff. If you're someone who's always buying all the little courses, partaking in the free stuff, all those things, but never actually investing in yourself because and you're not following through on the small little things, it's not that you need a new plan. It's that you need to shift maybe the way that we're operating and the way that we are living. And it doesn't even mean that your stressors, right, have to change. Like you're not going to get rid of the kids tomorrow and all those kinds of things. But we need to shift the way that we're operating in those things so that we can start to move to the way that we want to feel. If the way that we want to feel is the way that we're currently living, then keep doing what you're doing. Keep operating the way you're operating, reacting the way that you're reacting, quitting the way that you quit. But if you want to feel differently, that means you have to operate differently. And that starts internally. We're going to be motivated externally to take action initially. But the only thing that's going to keep you going is if you start to internally make the shifts. And this is the hardest part for a lot of people to get through. And I can tell you that this is what in 16 years makes the difference in people who see the results and the ones that don't is the ones that see the results and keep them off are the ones who are willing to make the internal shift that's necessary. It doesn't mean it's easy for them. It doesn't mean it's comfortable. It doesn't mean it comes with a, without a lot of like tears, frustration, etc. But it means that they chose not to quit on themselves. And oftentimes when we get to a place where we're like, I've done all the things, right? I've worked with this coach and I've done that and I've done all the diets. A lot of times what's happened is we have started to develop a relationship with ourselves 
where we have broken trust with ourselves. Imagine that relationship with anybody else where they're constantly recommitting to you, but then they're constantly breaking that commitment to you. You're going to have zero faith in that person anymore, right? So it doesn't matter what program you choose to subscribe to, you don't trust yourself. No coach is going to undo you not trusting yourself. You have to work on trusting yourself first. And that the answer to that unfortunately, is that you have to act even when you don't want to. There is no fancy, shiny object solution to rebuilding the trust with yourself other than choosing to break the habit by acting even when you don't want to and not quitting when you feel like it. The only reason people develop resiliency or grit or whatever word it is that you want to use is because they have proven to themselves that they won't quit. And they have built trust with themselves by not quitting when they wanted to, even when things get hard. They didn't develop resiliency or grit by having a really easy route. They developed it by building trust with themselves and building the consistency and the follow through and the resilience of sticking to something, even when it's not perfect, because 99% of the time, it's not going to be. So if you're listening today, I want you to assess where are the areas that I may have been quitting because I was feeling uncomfortable? And what would it look like if I chose to not? What would it look like if I chose to allow myself to be uncomfortable? Like, What's the worst that could happen? And I'll talk to you soon. And that's it for this episode on the Power of a Woman podcast. If any part of this episode resonated with you, I would greatly appreciate you giving it a review and sharing it on your social media and tagging me for another woman who may need to hear it too. If changing the narrative is something you're ready to take action on, my coaching programs are set up to help you do just that. We will address the nutrition, movement, lifestyle, stress, gut health, and hormonal needs that you individually have as a woman so that we can help you feel your absolute best and own your power too. Connect with me on Instagram at Brooke Razzi or head over to my website at brookrazzi.com to learn more.